T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is the best of the Joe Show, running back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. I am a Dan Day on a Thursday that's been pretty hectic for me. Had to get up early, had to go to a Zoom meeting, been working on car insurance, working on some travel plans, working on the radio, working on the railroad, doing all that. But I said, "Uh uh-uh. Everything stops at 6 o'clock because I got to spend time with you. I want to spend time with you, so I am here. And on the way, we're going to be checking in with the Joe Rose Show. They are talking to the U's, A.D., Blake James, about what should be a very interesting football season for the Hurricanes. And the Dan Levitard Show, going to give you just a couple of minutes to go. As they talk to Zoo Miami's Ron McGill, then Hawk and Crowder, Zion, Zion, Zion. Ready for some NBA action. Right now, ready for some headlines. Due to coronavirus, the ACC has moved to an 11-game season, 11 of which will be conference games. Miami gets FSU, Georgia Tech, North Carolina, Pittsburgh, and Virginia at home. The NBA officially restarts tonight with Pelicans Jazz in just a few minutes at 6.30. Zion Williamson has been cleared to play. Then it's Lakers Clippers at 9. The Heat take on Denver Saturday. Several Dolphins players who have recovered from COVID-19 recently donated plasma to help the recovery process. No Miami players have opted out of the season. The FHSAA is looking into several restart scenarios, including starting football in December. In the wake of the Marlins coronavirus outbreak, Major League Baseball is requiring teams to have a COVID protocol compliance officer. Miami is expected to resume play early next week. Tonight in the MLS's back quarterfinals, it's Philadelphia taking on Sporting KC at 8. Tomorrow, LAFC and Orlando City do battle. I think now we could all use it, especially me who's had one of those crazy days. Let's take a step into the day spa. Oh, yeah. Feels good. Two British women have broken uh, the record for circumventing the globe in 263 days. Man, I would not like to be the woman that rode in the back of that bike. Not a lot of scenic views. A couple in San Francisco share their bed with not only their dog, but also their pig. Call me old-fashioned, but the bed is no place for dogs and pigs. A new neon sign with the outline of a lady's body put up in front of a British hotel has some locals calling it a brothel. So would a neon beer sign make the place a pub? I guess neon never lies. 
Now on the weather, tonight's forecast, cloudy with temperatures in the low 80s. One more thing I got to go do tonight when I get off of work, I got to run on out to historic Dockers in Dania Beach host trivia night, which you do every Thursday night at 7.30. Stop by, feel like having some fun and staying socially distanced. Then after that, I might have to stop by the uh, pub. Even though there's no pubs open, you know what I mean, liquor store. Get something to kind of take the edge off. You always get the edge on the mornings with the Joe Rose Show. Get you up, get you going, get all your good sports and funny takes. Earlier today, Joe Rose, Zach Krantz, Hollywood, talking to athletic director Blake James about Power 5 not communicating that great nowadays. Also, thoughts on Notre Dame in the ACC, college football opt-outs, Big verbal commitments to the U, and then when will fans be able to sit in the stands? I want to ask you, what happened to the Power Five conferences working together on this thing? Has it surprised you a little bit? Yeah, it's been it's been a little surprising, you know, how things went. Again, I think there's been communication between the commissioners where things are going. I think some surprises have, have happened. We were caught a, a little off guard on, on the Big Ten announcement when it happened, although, again, I think they had indicated that was a, a good possibility. And anytime you get that indication, you know, there's a, a good chance that they're going to probably go that way. So... Again, it's it's just been a real tough navigation through all this. So many unknowns. And as I've shared with you guys before, we're constantly modeling all sorts of different things. And we announced uh, what we felt was uh, best to go forward yesterday. And, and that's what we'll do. Blake, did you like the, the Notre Dame decision to let them back in the conference and have a chance to win this conference? Yeah, I did. I was in support of it. I, again, Notre Dame is, is in our league for everything but football. And obviously, I'd love to have them in the conference for football. I think this year is a, is a, is a good step in in terms of uh, just having them be a part of it you know financially it made sense for us I think from the start said we're we're happy to bring Notre Dame in as long as they're going to share their TV money with all of us and they're going to be a member of the conference we're going to treat them uh, like we treat everyone else which we equally share and all we do and so there wasn't anyone in in the football subcommittee that I was a part of or in in the overall league that was opposed to it and uh, glad to have them in in for this year and if it ends up being that they're in 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 future years obviously this will be a great start but that's uh that's something that will be determined down the road this is just a one-year thing for right now like how did the whole process work out of of making the schedule the five away and five home games for each uh for each institution to play adding obviously notre dame in there and changing a couple of the matchups up and how did that all work out with all the athletic directors or whatever the subcommittee was that did that what's our our scheduling guy actually at at the acc that really coordinates all of it and so i I think I think to try to answer your question, Zach, he, he looks at strength of strength of schedules and looks at some historical things and tries to put together uh, a balanced a balanced schedule so everyone in theory has a, a similar strength of schedule. Obviously, TV matchups are of interest, and I wasn't surprised that we got a game with Clemson. Uh, a Miami-Clemson game, I think, is one that college football fans will love to see. I was thinking we probably would get Notre Dame because just knowing the rivalry that we have with them and it's something that uh, anytime Miami and Notre Dame can play in Football, it's going to be a big game, and uh, I thought we might get that one. We we didn't, which is uh, fine. We got uh, ten great games uh, from the ACC, and we'll we'll have one other one that we'll finalize here in the near future. And uh, look forward to hopefully getting all eleven games in. I will say I think it's probably aspirational. I know there's going to be a lot of challenges, but that's the plan we're moving forward with. Team, that eleventh game is uh, got to be a state game. You can break it right now. Are you are you thinking UCF? Or are you thinking FIU? FAU? Come on, give me a little bit of your thinking right now on this as uh, you're working through it. 
Joe, we, we probably didn't explain that correctly then. So what it is, I just have to play at home, which honestly all three of my non-conference games that I had still in place, I, we lost Michigan State. So three of my non-conference games are already at home. So you have to play at home or within the state. We'll be playing at home, which obviously is, is in the state. So right now we're talking to Temple, Wagner, and, and UAB, and I'm confident okay. it'll be one of those three. So uh, we, maybe we didn't explain that right in the uh, in the release, but uh, yeah, ours will be one of those three. We, we still want to get those rivalry games. Is that the thought with the ACC, uh, Florida, Florida State, Clemson, South Carolina, and games at Georgia, Georgia Tech? Are those important to your conference? I think they're they're important to those insti- they're really important to those institutions, and I think they're they're great for the the TV package in in the conference. And so again, from a from a conference perspective, I would say there's value in uh, a Florida Florida State game to our TV partner. There's value in uh, you know a, a, a Clemson South Carolina game you know to a, a Miami fan. I think great college football is what's going to be most important, and uh, and those can be right. some great games. And so again, I I think that was. The idea is those are very, very important games to those populations in those states, and it was something that uh, if it works out that that's what the SEC wants to do, uh, those are games that will continue to happen. Hey, Blake, help me out with the Notre Dame thing for for just a second, just to take it a step further. Is your belief, and I know some people go, yeah, they we have to take all their other sports, but they only give us six games for the ACC, and I know they're the sexy sister and every everybody wants Notre Dame. Does the ACC need Notre Dame, or would you say Notre Dame needs the ACC overall? As we, as we speak today, I think uh... – I think the situation is Notre Dame. Notre Dame isn't needed. Isn't in need of a conference for football yet. But again, that's something this year. Obviously, they needed a conference, and we're willing to uh, open up and, and bring them into the the ACC football family. Where it goes down the road, it's it's hard to say, Joe. I, I think they would be a great fit for the ACC in the sport of football. I think it would elevate uh, who we are as a conference in football. Obviously, they they have a great uh, history and in a very storied and successful program. And so I'd love to see him be a full-time partner, but just happy that we're able to have him in the league this year, and we'll see where it goes from there. Yeah, Blake, I thought this could be the year where you guys could have just thrown it on the table and said, Notre Dame, you want games with us? Join the ACC full-time. This could have been the one time I thought that maybe they would need you guys more than they need anything else because all the other teams that they're playing have kind of ran away a little bit and doing their own thing. Was that kind of brought up at all that maybe this is a time to tell them, hey, sign the dotted line? and just join the ACC full-time? I don't think it was ever put to th- to that point that, hey, this is a, you're in, you're in for good or you're left standing all by yourself this year. I think, you know, again, everyone recognizes uh, their situation, but uh, again, I think this year will fuel uh, those continued conversations. And like I said, I, I'm personally, I'll say, I hope that it uh, creates an opportunity to have them be a part of the league in the future. Yeah. Hey, by the way, were you surprised? Uh, we, we had a guy, the first guy to come out and uh, opt out in college football out of Virginia Tech, Caleb Farley. That surprised you a little bit. Do, do we expect more of that in college football? Do you? So to answer your question, yeah, I was I was surprised. Um, again, I don't know the the young man's situation, but it's one that uh, I think any college administrator uh, right now has to risk the, the concerns that that our, our young people may have, and if that's what they decide is best for for they and their family, I, I think it's just a situation that each institution will have to uh, respect that decision and have their teams move forward with with the people that want to continue to play and, and participate in the sport that they love. Hey Blake, let's get into some really good news with 
nothing going on. It's been one of the best sports stories we have, and I know you can't get into specifics. Can you talk as an athletic director about the verbal commitments Miami has landed in college for for their for this high school recruiting right now has been unbelievable. It's got everybody in the country talking right now. Uh, you following that at all? Or I, I know we can't talk specifics. Well, I can, but you can't. What do you think? I know it's created a lot of excitement around the program. Again, I'll say it's a real credit to the guys in our recruiting area and obviously to our coaches and the relationships that they've uh, created with these young people. Miami is, is a special place. It's, it's one of the programs in the country that is always going to get in the spotlight. And if young kids want to play to be the very best, there isn't a better spot to be. Uh, obviously, Joe, as, as you know, we're a long long way from, from signing day. I'll, I'll look forward to being able to talk about all of them on, on signing day. But, yes, it, it's created a, a lot of excitement uh, in the fan base, and it, it's one that uh, – I know we're uh, we're excited about the the opportunity to uh, get these people signed and, and get them on campus and, and continue to elevate who we are as a program. We want to we want to compete for the ACC championship, which ultimately leads to a national championship, and that's what Coach Diaz wants. And I'm going to continue to do whatever I can to support his efforts to get us the uh, the team that we need to be winning at that level on a regular basis. Like yeah. you know that Joe just likes to make sure the compliance office is up in the morning. That's why he puts you on the spot like that. He wants to make sure that you get that that text message or that quick. Uh, chime in phone call. <clears throat> Second, uh, secondary Blake, violations. Right, no right, secondary right. violations. Uh, Blake, I want to ask you this. When you put a schedule out, obviously, you know, social media goes bananas when you talk about who you're going to play or the next season schedule. Even if you make a home-and-home, home, you know, 20 years from now, people are talking about it. But when you put out that schedule yesterday as a conference, season ticket holders or anyone that might want to go to those games is thinking about it. Is it too premature to think about fans and stands yet? Or is there a plan in place possibly? Are you waiting on the Dolphins? to see what happens with them like what what's the, the the thought process now with fans and stands now that the schedule's out well, well Zach like you said the we have, we have the great benefit that we have outstanding partners in the Dolphins and Hard Rock Stadium that uh, they're among the best uh, I'll say you know not in the country in the world in terms of putting an event together and and taking the necessary steps I think we all saw that in the in our community and in, in the the last major event that was here in the Super Bowl and and what a what a world-class organization they are and so uh, we're, they've been in great in communicating with us as to what is the best setup to create an environment that is safe not only for our players our, in our case our students that are they're on the field uh, but for the fans to come to it i know they're in communication uh with the the local government officials and uh find out whatever is ultimately decided and then we'll put a plan into place to provide that opportunity to our to our fans to hopefully be able to participate in the games again i i'm not ruling out yet that we aren't going to be able to have fans but uh at the same time we've put in plans in place that uh wherever this ends up in terms of the number of people that we can have in in the uh, stadium we'll make those opportunities available and, and get that out to our fans but again the thing i'll say and i said this to you guys you know for quite some time we just need everyone to to do their part to bring an end to this pandemic if we want to have college football if we want to have people in the stands everyone's got to do their part to help bring an end and uh, to the end, end of the pandemic and hopefully we'll uh, get moving in that direction blake thank you as always for coming on man we appreciate it very very much thanks hey good to be with you guys you guys stay healthy hopefully see you soon Don't know if there's going to be fans in the stands. Don't know if there's really going to be a season, but I do know what I like. I like the fact that the Hurricanes and the Dolphins are working together, being a little proactive, hopefully getting some football off the ground, making the most of it. I also like that Notre Dame is in the ACC at least this season, and maybe, just maybe, if everything plays right in the ACC championship game, a Notre Dame-Miami rivalry championship game. A boy can dream.
A Boy Can Dream. Speaking of dreaming, Dan Lebitard and Ron McGill. You guys got to think this stuff through. You're good with the sports, but with the animal stuff, you guys really suck. Ron, why has no one trained a dolphin to be a quarterback then? Because football isn't played in the water. Oh, yeah, there's that. Uh, the, the dolphin would uh, just die in the backfield there. It would just die. Thank you, Billy. Excellent work by you, as always. Excellent question for Miguel. <laughs> okay, maybe that wasn't a dreamy question, more of a nightmare, but as far as entertainment is concerned, it is a dream, and it is about five minutes away. More of that here on The Best of the Joe Show. Back with the best of the Joe Show, running back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. I am Dan Day. Got some Frank Zappa for you. Montana, because it's one of his many, many children, his daughter, Diva Zappa's 41st birthday. Of course, never get to see Frank Zappa live because he's passed away and never got to see him when he was alive. He's too young for all that, but... I have seen his children and some of his former band members live on as Zappa plays Zappa. It is a musical journey when you see Zappa plays Zappa live. You have to have your music IQ up, your music tentacles up, and just enjoy all those sounds like this. I just might grow me some beans, but I'd leave the sweet stuff to somebody else. That's that weird, complicated, good music of Frank Zappa. Happy birthday! Diva Zappa. Dan Levitard Show. They're back at it and in full swing earlier today talking to Zoo Miami's Ron McGill. Ron McGill, as sharp as ever, talking about are animals picky eaters? He kind of hates on Egyptian geese, but he loves snow leopards. His bucket list of animals that he wants to see in the wild and assessing the Dolphins' next quarterback. Brad, you're on with Ron McGill of Zoo Miami. Go ahead, Brad. Hey, Ron. I was just wondering, uh, are animals at the zoo as picky about the temperature of their food as people are? Not necessarily. Uh, You know, as we get older animals, it's not as much temperature, but palatability. In other words, they like things cut a certain way. They don't want the pieces too big. They don't want them too small. Some like them minced, some like them sliced. Um, So it depends on the palatability, the the form of the food, more than the temperature. Dave, you're on with Ron McGill of Zoo Miami. Go ahead, Dave. I have two cats, a boy and a girl. The girl drinks her water normally, but the boy just swats his water and licks it off his paw. Why does he do that? To each his own. Different animals have different ways of doing things. Uh, you just need to monitor the amount of water that they're getting because cats are notorious for kidney disease, kidney failure, especially in their older age. So if you start noticing that they're drinking a lot of water, I would certainly bring it to the vet to get it checked because, like I said, kidney disease is a very common problem, especially in senior cats. Lewis, you're on with Ron McGill of Zoo Miami. Lewis, you're on with McGill. Go ahead. Hey, Ron. Thanks for taking my call. Um, I have a couple of uh, Egyptian goose in my backyard and they seem to have laid a nest about 60 days ago or so. I did my research, and they were supposed to hatch 30 days in. Um, what's going on? Uh, hopefully he's shooting blanks, because the bottom line is we don't need more Egyptian geese here. They're uh, you know, a non-native species. They're very aggressive. They can go after native species. So for me, the more sterile Egyptian geese we have, the better. I mean, what do you have for Ron McGill of Zoo Miami? 
Ron, when people think about sharks, they always talk about the great white shark. That's the famous shark. But my favorite shark is the mako shark. So I wanted to know what's another species of animal that has a famous kind of representative, but you actually like a less famous version of it. Well, you know, I'm going to go with the leopard, the African leopard. Everybody looks at the leopard. African leopard is, you know, the leopard up in the tree, the classic picture. Everybody, when you go on safari to Africa, that's the animal you want to see, the rarest of the big five. But to me, the real star in the leopard family is the snow leopard, the one that's found up well over 10,000 feet in the Mongolian mountain range. This is one of the most amazing animals on Earth, very rarely seen by human beings, spectacular looking. I've seen these things grab a prey and fall down a mountainside over a thousand feet, over a thousand feet, and survive, still not letting go of the prey. So look up snow leopard. That is the bang up bomb ditty of leopards. How rare was that planet Earth footage? Uh, the snow leopard isn't often caught on camera, is it? Incredibly rare. I mean, that's the you know that's now the, the kind of like the uh, golden pipe, the holy grail of wildlife photographers is to catch a wild snow leopard uh, acting naturally in the wild. So yes, those Nat Geo guys, you know, they're they're the gods of animal photography. Those guys will spend weeks, months, sometimes years uh, in an effort to get you know 15 seconds of great video. You've never seen one, right? Never seen one in the wild. No, that's on my bucket list, but I don't know if I'll live that long. Kyle, you're on with Ron McGill of Zoo Miami. Go ahead, Kyle. Hey, Ron, it's Kyle from Virginia. Hey, I have a pair of red-shouldered hawks that have been coming to my back deck every year for about eight or nine years. Every day, as soon as somebody pulls in the driveway, they're both sitting on the back deck. And people have fed them steaks and all kinds of other foods. I'm wondering, is it weird that people are feeding them and that they just keep coming back every single day? Or Well, it's not weird that they keep coming back every single day if people are feeding them. My concern is what the people are feeding them. You know, yeah, they'll eat steak and they'll think it's great. It tastes good, but they're not getting all the nutrients they can they can necessarily they necessarily need. And I'm hoping that it's not taking away from their natural hunting of going after small mammals and full bodies because they need that full carcass. They need the hair. They need the internal organs. They need all those things that have the vitamins to keep them going. But again, you know, you can have some kid if you're going to give them popcorn and cotton candy every day. They're going to keep coming and they're going to keep eating it. They're going to get fat. They're not going to be able to process a lot of the normal foods they need to process, and they're going to get sick. So that's my big concern and the reason why we tell people don't feed wild animals you know if you want to have a bird feeder in your backyard for seeds during the winter to help those birds but birds of prey gosh don't feed them we need them to go out and get rats and mice you mentioned your bucket list ron what else is on it uh, uh, along with seeing a snow leopard in the wild seeing a snow leopard in the wild seeing a panda in the wild a, ch- a chinese pan in the wild uh, and seeing a platypus in the wild platypus really is, yeah why oh, is yeah. a platypus is rare to see in the wild it's it's rare it's not you know it's not in danger or anything but it's not as big as people think it's a very shy animal uh, again aquatic it's one of only two egg laying mammals i mean you know when you think of a mammal laying an egg that's pretty freaking cool not that's... to mention it also has a very venomous spine on the base of its tail that it can give you a pretty venomous uh, injection uh, chris what do you have for ron mcgill <laughs> if you could turn into any animal for the weekend what animal would it be and there's a couple things to factor in here your health is not guaranteed and you have your brain Harpy eagle. There's no question about it. I've always, I mean, it's my favorite animal. If I had to pick a favorite animal, it's that bird. Lives in the most incredible, beautiful tropical forest. Is has no natural predators. It is at the top of the food chain. Thing's got this majestic crest. It's got talons the size of grizzly bear claws. Flies like a fighter pilot. That is, that's the animal I want to be for a week. Well, for not for a weekend, for a lifetime, that'd be great. Devin, you are on with Ron McGill of Zoo Miami. Go ahead, Devin. Hey guys, it's Devin. Hey Ron, uh, you've We've said established that. that like you've said before that the uh, running backs of the animal kingdom would be elephants or the rhinoceros. 
Who would be your uh, receivers or quarterbacks? Oh, it's gonna for my receiver. I'm gonna go with a cheetah, fastest land animal on earth, short sprints, quick cuts. You know, and before Stu got says something, well, how is he gonna catch the ball? He's gonna catch in his teeth. Listen, we're talking about the ability to run and go after something. Okay, I'm not saying he's gonna catch it because then that's not. You know, the rhino can't really hold the football. The elephant could in his trunk. But anyway, so I would go with the cheetah as the as a wide receiver and as the quarterback. You know, again, his ability to throw is going to be tough, but I would go with the Dolphin just because of the intelligence. You're talking massive intelligence there. They can really plot things out. He's going to, he's it's going to a say, terrible well, choice. It, right? It's just, I mean, tell well, him why it's a, ter- it's a terrible choice. Like, why? Uh, why is it a terrible choice? Because he's going to have a passing problem, and furthermore, he's not going to be very elusive as a runner. Yeah, we so have let me tell you something. 30 years of Dolphins playing football poorly to know that they're not good at it. Okay, listen, listen, before you guys start going on to the dolphin things, okay? He doesn't have to pass it with his... You ever seen a dolphin hit a ball with his tail? Flip the ball with the tail? I have not. He'll throw it further than you can, Mr. Lebertard. But uh, what about the accuracy? Flipping it with his tail? The ball's going to okay, always be dolphin. out in the open. It's going to be it's going to be a turnover machine. Dolphins, dolphins probably so look at human beings. No, dolphins probably look at human beings and go, how do they do anything with accuracy? You know what? You train yourself. You have the physical ability to do so. You can do it. Okay? So this is what I'm talking about. We're talking about hypotheticals here, guys. Okay? So the dolphin can do it. He can flip upside down and flip. Now, again... A dolphin's on land, so I'm, I'm assuming that the dolphin is going to be in water. We're talking about an animal in its natural environment. What position would I want it to play? I want a dolphin to play quarterback. It's a big animal. It's going to be hard to bring down. Talking could be, you know, seven, 800 pounds, big dolphin. And that tail, oh, Lord have mercy. He can stiff tail people coming in, boom, block them out, knock them right down. No problem. You guys got to think this stuff through. You're good with the sports, but with the animal stuff, you guys really suck. Ron, why has no one trained a dolphin to be a quarterback then? Because... Football isn't played in the water. Oh, yeah, there's that. Uh, the, the dolphin would just uh, die in the backfield there. It would just die. Thank you, Billy. Excellent work by you, as always. Excellent question for Miguel. Uh, thank you, Miguel. We'll talk to you next week. Have a great week, guys. Bye-bye. And that was a real question. I mean, in my scenario, you'd have a tank on wheels and you can move it around. Oh, come on, don't be silly. Obviously, you wouldn't put just throw a dolphin out there without water. Fish out of water, you know? Thank you, Billy. I appreciate you asking Ron McGill that question of uh, why hasn't anyone just trained a dolphin to be a quarterback? And well, he th- made it seem that simple. He's like, well, you know, the difference between humans and dolphins is training. Dolphins could be trained to be quarterbacks. Well, if it's that simple, why hasn't someone done it? Uh, yeah. Okay. You're going to double down on that. Excellent. I think uh, Mag- out of water. I think McGill explained it to you. The dolphin on the first snap would be gasping and would die in front of the NFL audience. That's why, because it needs water. But the dolphin without training does sound like an upgrade from Ryan Fitzpatrick, does it not? <laughs> You've been just trying to get in that Fitzpatrick <laughs> joke. From whichever angle you could, you were just going to do I that. You, tra- you, got, you, you tried it before. You tried to sneak it in. Just useless. Stugat's always going to get his jokes in. And Crowder, when it comes to Zion Williamson, also always going to get his jokes in. Let's go. Chant it with me, Crowder. Zion. 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 We pronounce his name different, don't we? Crowder's my doo-doo, but he's got to stop messing with my guy, Zion Williamson. Hopefully Zion will go off tonight. The game's about to start between the Jazz and the Pelicans. Zion goes off. Crowder will have a rough Friday. Or maybe too many hop guns, he'll have a rough Friday anyway. We'll find out what 
Hawk and Crowder were doing earlier today in just a few minutes here on the Best of the Joe Show. Welcome back to the Best of the Joe Show, running back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. I am Dan Day, got a big birthday to send out to the one and only legend in the indie rock game, Kate Bush. If you're saying, man, that song sounds familiar, well, it's been covered by a lot of different artists like Placebo, but most recently, Meg Myers made it popular again doing the cover. So, happy birthday, Kate Bush. Well-deserved. May you always be an indie rock queen. Hawk and Crowder, may they always be giving you good sports and fun in the afternoon. Two to six right here on 560 The Joe, Monday through Friday. Friday shows are wild, but today... Kind of seemed like a Friday. They were just having fun. Zion, Zion, Zion. Also, Tropical Storm Yeezus. Going to track that a little bit. The Marlins rigmarole. Good and bad bets that we've made over the years. And WNBA love. Come on, Connecticut Sun. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Chant it with me, Crowder. Zion, 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 Zion. We, we pronounce his name different, don't we? NBA <laughs> is back tonight, baby. Yes, sir. I'm, exci- I'm excited to see Zion. Game I know, time. I really de- am. Yeah, game time decision with heartburn. <laughs> Not it at all, man. That's just what I wait. read. You just, just wait. Just oh, wh- wait. Why is he game time decision? Because they don't know if that pork's going to sit right in his stomach. He's not a game time decision. He's going to yes, play. He He's going to look all caught up. He's going <laughs> to look great out there. Everyone is going to be rooting for the Pelicans to make the playoffs. It all starts happening tonight. They said they had to pump popcorn smell into the arena to make him want to play. I mean, it's really the, the hatred this guy has. Future of the league <laughs> oh, is goodness. shocking to me. Shocking to me. I do. I like Job Moran. He's my dude, man. Explosive. I enjoy watching that young man play. What's the pronunciation? She did a whole video yesterday, uh, Solana, on the pronunciation of this tropical storm. We may have a Manish Mehta situation uh, working right now. <laughs> From what I understand. And it, as it, I, I just want to say, with you saying that, I hope that there is a storm next year named Manish Mehta. <laughs> I'm hoping for an actual first and last name and let it be called Manish Mehta. That storm would roar through the Atlantic and then sprinkle three raindrops on South. What uh, what's the pronunciation? It's it's Is- Isasa Isaias. Fellas, I'm going with Isasalis as long as y'all know. I just want to tell y'all early on. I'm calling him Isaiah, so, but okay. I know that's wrong. But I what what is it again, Solana? Isaias. Oh, goodness. He's he's naming Kanye West shoes. I swear I thought he said Yeezy there for a second. <laughs> Yeezus. Yeezus tearing through the Atlantic. <laughs> 
We're not asking um, you for your birthday wish list. We want to know the name like of the crazy. storm. <laughs> um, so we'll talk with Julie Durda from Local 10. She'll give us an update on the tropical storm and what it might mean for South Florida and whether we need to start preparing and whatnot. Oh, way also, to, way to slight my weather update coming up. I, I've been preparing all day for this 220 weather update. She's an and- actual meteorologist. You know, I mean, honestly, every time she comes on with us and she starts talking in meteorological terms, you don't get embarrassed about what you do why would i because you're horrible at it huh <laughs> she's uh, really on. good and like she studied this though she went to school for meteorology you look at an app you say the same things every time just in a different way and in a confusing fashion and then i really do genuinely believe you think you're on the same level delivering weather as julie durda that's why i'm looking forward to her joining us today I think Julie's great. This is no way a slight to Julie. I think people rely on the Hawk and Crowder Show's weather update by yours truly daily for their weather news. No, they rely on it for laughs. <laughs> I was going to say, I don't know if you get the, get, get the bit. I didn't know if you knew this is in the bag of bits. <laughs> you know when they say uh, in that movie Rounders, right? If you sit down at the poker table and you can't see the mark, you're the mark. You are the mark. You're the guy. Yeah, Solana. I'm not certain you're understanding the bit. Solana, we we talk baseball, but when we have Don Mattingly on, I feel kind of inferior in that conversation. Exactly. Exactly. Same thing when Windhorse comes on with yes. us. And if he really what? wants to break down the Lakers Clippers game, he knows so much more about this game tonight than I could ever ever pretend to know. <laughs> And we accept it. I approach everything I do with the same irrational confidence that I have my entire life. And I, I, mm. it's worked for me so far, I think. And it really hasn't. No? It really hasn't. Okay. No. No. We've been very generous. We've been very sympathetic to your uh, <laughs> to your cause. And it's very hard to hire new people during a pandemic. You found a real good group of friends, I think Hawk's trying to say. It's, <laughs> it's, more, it's more us than you, Solana. And obviously, there's a lot going on with the Miami Marlins as well. I don't know if you've been following the whole saga now i uh, follow craig mish on twitter um ken rosenthal a couple hours ago tweeted that another marlins player has tested positive for covid19 so that's 17 players and two coaches craig mish then tweeted out it's possible at this point that the marlins will have to spend some or all of the weekend in their philadelphia hotel they're still there they've already been there for a week once they have a testing day with zero new positives they can start to arrange a departure to Miami. So they're uh, held hostage at the Motel 6 or wherever they're saying in (laughs) Philadelphia. And then the Phillies today, they canceled all their workouts and and upcoming games because they had some positive tests there. From CBSSports.com, the Philadelphia Phillies were included in the fallout from the Marlins' recent coronavirus outbreak. The Phillies played the Marlins at Citizens Bank Park in Philadelphia over the weekend before Miami's test results yielded more than a dozen positive tests. So the test results for all the Phillies players came back negative. But two staff members now, a coach and a home clubhouse staffer, have tested positive. So the Phillies canceled all workouts scheduled for today. And uh, and then they're going to obviously clean up and start testing again. So there's still, uh, still a little bit of rigmarole going around with the, uh, with the Marlins and the COVID tests. So. That I was I was watching today just about baseball quickly with that like the Marlins let's say they have to you know they miss 10 12 games or they have another outbreak they just have to miss the season and the Phillies if something crazy happens they were talking about it today on one of those you know some ESPN show where like hey if you get enough playoff teams you're good to go like if teams really like if teams 
individual teams have to forfeit. You can still have a playoffs. You can still have a World Series. It's on them teams. It's just the luck oh, of the draw. I, I don't. I, I don't disagree with that. I mean, MLS did it right. They came in. Yeah. There were two less teams in the tournament when the tournament uh, started than were supposed to be. And so, how many major league teams are there? Thirty or thirty-two? I mean, honestly, 32. if they ended this thirty-two, so if they ended the the season with thirty or twenty-nine or twenty-eight, whatever. Yeah. Like you know, you know what I mean. Like it. And 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 again, I, I think it kind of follows along with what we're doing in the country, right? If Miami's a hot spot and we need to be at phase one or phase two. I don't even know what the phases are for reopening. But Idaho has, you know, one case a day and no deaths. Like, yeah, they should be able to go eat in a restaurant. They, they don't need to be uh, cooped up because we stink. Yeah. So I, I think the same would go for, for sports. Um, because Windhorst is joining us. Let's go through these headlines here so we can talk with him. We'll start with the NBA schedule, the Jazz and the Pelicans. That's the first NBA game since March. Starts at 6.30 p.m. on TNT. The Pels Zion. are three-point favorites. <laughs> and we, we, we're going to make some bets tonight. I don't know why I'm asking and not just asking. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you joking? Zion oh, unders. Yeah. All Zion unders. <laughs> no, sir. <laughs> got to see. We'll talk about it later. I got to I got to hear right. what those numbers are for Zion. Yeah, me too. I'm going to look at that up right now. Clippers ahead, and Lakers follow that first game at 9 p.m. on TNT. Guys, LeBron James technically is day-to-day. Now, I think everybody expects him to play, but he's still nursing that uh, that injury yeah, that saw him sidelined last year. Yeah. <sighs> Do the Lakers have to win these eight games, really? I don't know. We can ask Windhorst. I don't know what the – yeah, I don't know if they can just relax for eight games or what. But but tonight, now, this is is one of those – a point games. The first yeah, game back yeah, yeah, yeah. versus the Clippers. You know, some people are saying those might be one and two. It, they might be in the Western Conference Finals. Yeah, but I don't. I I would doubt. I'll say this. I would doubt if LeBron plays most of these eight games. I would and say the he eyes might. of the nation are on you yeah. tonight. I mean, this is you know the kickoff. You're not. Gonna, I don't think you would miss this one. Zion over under tonight is twenty one and a half. See, they don't believe in him. I thought it'd be higher than that. Oh, that's a good oh, number right man. there. We're going over on that, Daddy. I might go over on that. I, but we'd have to wait till game time because I am betting an over on someone that's not going to play. I'm All right, what else do you have in the headlines, Solana? Not that I haven't done that before. What? Didn't Be- we lose money on a guy that didn't even play one time? I'm talking mm-hmm. about big money. Yep. Yeah, man. Get the hell we out lost of money on a guy on- that, that I think had been ruled out like two days earlier. Oh, this Trevor Reese is going to kill him tonight. Right. right. What? Yeah, what? Exactly. He was cut a week before the game. Barry Jackson of the Miami Herald, he tweeted about an hour and a half ago, he was told by the University of Miami they will use the same Hard Rock Stadium capacity number as the Miami Dolphins. That number is still being determined. Okay. I'll give you a hint. Zero. What else you got? The Miami Heat, they announced today they're going to donate the proceeds from sales of a Black Lives Matter-inspired team apparel with court culture to three local nonprofit organizations working toward the betterment of black people in South Florida. Very cool. I saw yeah. the, uh, the, the uh, merchandise, too. It looks pretty cool. Very cool. In the WNBA tonight, the Connecticut Sun play the Sparks at 10 p.m. <sighs> Come on, son. I mean, what are you? You're killing they, me here. They gotta let Mom Premier play tonight. Didn't the, didn't the Spark draft her and then cut her before that she could even play? Yep. Yeah, they yep. gotta play. Yep. She gotta have. She gotta have some animosity. Revenge this game. is an animosity yes. game. Yes, this is a payback game. Payback, baby. Let's Mom Premier over. Any Beatrice, Mom Premier uh, prop bets. Let's see. Looking the WNBA lines for whatever reason will get posted till late. Oh, no, it's up. Let's see. Connecticut Sun are seven-point underdogs tonight. Come on, Beatrice. 
Oh, come on. If you didn't already know, I am a part of the Hawk and Crowder show. We are all in on the Connecticut sun. Come on, Beatrice. Let's get it going. Of course, you can download the Hawk and Crowder show, this show, or any of the shows you hear on 560 The Joe at our website, wqam.com for free, wherever you get your podcast for free, or you can go to the radio.com app. Once again, that is for free. Several big birthdays today. Former U.S. Women's National Team goalie, Hope Solo. Here's what man Alex Dono has to say about Hope Solo. I mean, you know, like, Hope Solo can scrap. (laughs) Ah, yes, she can. Speaking of women that can scrap, Hillary Swank, million-dollar baby. She had her birthday today. Speaking of soccer, Jurgen Klinsmann, former U.S. Men's National Team head coach, 56 today, Lawrence Fishburne having a birthday, Lisa Kudrow of Friends, and some big sports ones. If you're old school, former Yankees manager Casey Stingle, long time ago. If you've been watching at The Last Dance on Netflix, Bill Cartwright, former center of the Bulls, he's 63. Former punter for the Dolphins, loved this guy when he punted back in the 80s. Reggie Roby was born on this day in 1961, and baller. Chris Mullen, 57 years old. And how could I forget the governator, Arnold Schwarzenegger, 73. The guy isn't just a world-class weightlifter, isn't just a politician, hasn't just married Maria Shriver. He's also got a little hip-hop career going on. Hey, I'm Arnold Schwarzenegger. Listen carefully. Dig deep down and ask yourself, who do you want to be? Not what, but who, if you believe success will come to you. Work like hell, trust yourself, and all your dreams come true. Break some rules, not the law, don't be afraid to fail. You have to think outside the box, I say no pain, no gain. I don't want to hear it can't be done, give always something back. My name is Arnold Schwarzenegger, I'll be back. Not a banger, but... Definitely something you can't turn away from, like watching a train wreck. Just go ahead, take it in, try to forget it. Speaking of trying to forget things, Sweet Lou. Sweet Lou trying to forget things after he broke out of the NBA bubble, Lou Williams, and went to a strip club to get some wings. Well, kind of taking some heat. Kevin Harlan recently said this during a broadcast. I want to see how much pull we have in the city of Atlanta, see if we can get some of those chicken wings oh. sent down here to Orlando. Because no, you I, we could celebrate. <laughs> we could celebrate the restart with those wings. <laughs> anyway, guys, that's our story. Here's- All jokes aside, I have heard the wings from that specific strip club are unbelievable. So good, they're almost as good as just going to the strip club and enjoying hanging out with the ladies. Atlanta, they've got some crazy strip clubs. They got some crazy food apparently in them too, enough that you'd break the NBA bubble when you were outside to go to a strip club and get some wings. But hey, the stomach wants what it wants, just like the heart wants what it wants. I want the Pelicans to win tonight. I'm originally from New Orleans. I want the Heat to win on Saturday because I live here in Miami. Wants become things, right? I'm going to get out of here. I'm going to go do my trivia thing down in Dania Beach at Historic Dockers. Then I'm going to go home, maybe have a few beers. It's been a stressful day. Watch the Pelicans replay against the Jazz as they open up the NBA restart season. Get ready for Friday. It's always a fun Friday here on the Best of the Joe Show on the Hawk and Crowder Show all across 560. The Joe, if you have any questions for me, do not hesitate at Dan Day Radio on Twitter. I always try to answer in a timely manner. This has been the Best of the Joe Show. Later, slug. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.